Well, as the war in Israel and Gaza continues to rage on, both New Zealand's current and incoming governments remain tight-lipped. National says Labour continues to take the lead on the response, but it's keeping them you know, closely involved, while Labour says, because it's now a caretaker government, they're constrained on what they can do. So where's the middle ground? International geopolitical analyst Geoffrey Miller joins me now. Morning to you, Geoffrey. Good morning, Kate. What do you make of New Zealand's response so far? Careful and cautious would be how I would characterise our response so far. Look, we've done the minimum. Chris Hipkins condemned that brutal attack by Hamas on Israel. Uh, He called for restraint on the part of Israel in in its response. We've made a $5 million humanitarian aid contribution that was announced uh, early last week. Beyond that, though, our ministers have been reticent, and that is by design because of the caretaker convention. And uh, we're waiting very much for the formation of a new government to make a fuller response. What more could we be doing? I mean, is being a caretaker government a good enough excuse to kind of, you know, sit on our hands? How, how could it be different? Look, caretaker governments are always awkward. It's, it's not ideal. And I think given what's happening at the moment, this is the biggest shakeup in the Middle East probably for 50 years, certainly in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. It's, it's the most devastating war since the 1973 Yom Kippur War. You know, given that situation, we'd probably like to see our government speaking out a bit more about it. But I guess it is the price of democracy. We've got to wait for all the special votes to, to be counted. Uh, you know, look, look this this conflict has been running for eight decades. I think, sadly, it's still going to be raging in another couple of weeks and there will be plenty of opportunity for the new government to speak up. What about the likelihood of a joint response, you know, from, you know, both Hipkins and Luxon? What are the odds of that? I think it's an interesting idea. I think the idea has some merit. I guess one flaw in that idea is that the new government is not just going to be uh, the National Party. Uh, We're going to have ACT and probably New Zealand First involved and it will only be fair and democratic really to consult with Winston Peters and David Seymour as well if you're going to consult with Christopher Luxon. But suddenly it becomes quite unwieldy if you're consulting with half the parliament and you end up with a compromise statement. I think perhaps the better thing to do for the incoming government would be to do really its homework, uh, to be fully briefed on the situation, to be ready to go and for our new foreign minister, whoever it is, whether it's Judith Collins, whether it's Winston Peters or someone else, uh, for, for that minister to be ready to go to the Middle East and to be the eyes and ears for the next government and to have some, some kind of strategy because, uh, you know, we can't just say this is someone else's problem. This, this, this crisis really poisons the entire Middle East, in many ways the entire world, and it comes up with, with uh, sadly, all too frequent regularity. Yeah, I mean... In all reality, don't we just follow other countries' lead anyway at times like this? I think there is an element of that, Kate, but I, I think we're not too small to, to make a difference. If you go back to 2015 and 2016, New Zealand was on the UN Security Council at the time, and Murray McCulley, the foreign minister from National, uh, did lead considerable efforts on the Israeli-Palestinian issues. So I think we do have a role to play in finding a solution. And in the end, we need a long-term two-state political solution to this conflict. Otherwise, it will just keep coming back to haunt us. A hundred percent. And I know you mentioned earlier, you know, in two weeks' time, this is still going to be going. How far do you reckon, Jeffrey, the incursion needs to go before it reaches the line? I mean, you know, otherwise there's literally no end to it at all, is there? No. And look, we, we're just sitting here waiting for the Israeli ground invasion of Gaza. And this is what is, you know, 
just so shocking. We're sitting here uh, watching this from you know, 16,000 kilometres away. We're waiting for our new government to make a uh, to come into power to make a more forceful response. Uh, you know, these developments are, are just devastating. And as I, as I said, it's a, the biggest shake-up in this conflict in, in 50 years. There's going to be plenty for the new government to do. And you wouldn't have thought that the Middle East would be top of the new government's foreign policy agenda, but it certainly will be because it's the number one issue for the world right now. You know, it's not going to be AUKUS, China, and all of these issues that we would have thought would have been top of mind for the new foreign minister. And so we, we definitely need a strategy, we need a plan, and we need the new government to do its homework right now to be ready to go uh, whenever the uh, new government is formed. 100%. And we need a decent foreign minister too. Thanks so much, Geoffrey. Geoffrey Miller, international uh, geopolitical analyst. That's what makes that foreign minister position so, so crucial, doesn't it? For more from Early Edition with Kate Hawksby, listen live to News Talk ZB from 5am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.